0: Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is a short Bible study every single day of the week, only about 13 minutes long, but that gets us into God's Word every single day of the week. And that's important because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. So we need to be in God's Word on a consistent and regular basis. You know people in your life who need to get into God's word, don't you? They need to grow in their faith. They need to come closer to God. They need to start thinking about their soul's salvation. Help them by sharing these short studies with them through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means every single day. Share with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You may help somebody turn their life around spiritually. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing for them, but it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're going to get back into our new line of thought and study. We're talking about the devil's favorite sermons. (laughs) Now, you may not have been with us in the last session together, and you might be scratching your head and said, what? The devil His favorite sermons he doesn't like sermons he wants to pull us away from God well we're talking about there are some sermons the devil likes undoubtedly again the devil does not mind preaching that much in fact he likes certain preaching that is in error since the power is in the true word of God the devil wants to steer us away from those truths but he wants us, he, he, bro, he doesn't mind if we still believe in God and believe in Jesus as long as we don't follow their teachings correctly. So any sermon that teaches error, or we could say false doctrine, oh, the devil likes that because that will pull us away from God. When the scriptures are employed and are taken out of context, or misapplied, twisted around, second Peter three and verse sixteen. Oh, the devil likes that. He likes that sermon. He likes that kind of preaching very much. When more attention is paid to drawing a large crowd than to really preaching the sound doctrine of God's word of Christianity, trying to tickle people's ears, make them feel good and however ungodly a lifestyle they might be living, oh, the devil can sit happily through that sermon and clap his hands at the end. When the theatrical presentation supersedes the sermon content, now what are we talking about? Oh, there are a whole lot of churches out there that put on a show every Sunday morning. Now, I recognize entertainment when I see it, And that's exactly what a whole lot of churches do. They put on an entertaining show to make the people who are sitting there in the seats feel entertained, feel good, feel inspired. But it's a show and not necessarily worship. When it goes beyond the instructions as to how God wants us to worship him, then that's not correct. That's leading people away from faithfulness to God. So does your church put on a show? Or are they truly leading you to worship God in a reverent, respectful, and consistent way? When the church, with deceptive words, exploits those who attend, trying to take advantage of them in some way, maybe just to make money for the preacher, well, the devil likes that church quite well as well. Second Peter chapter two and verse three. Yes, you see, the devil likes certain kinds of sermons. Now, we started talking about any sermon that teaches false doctrine. Oh, that is the devil's favorite sermon. One of them, at least. In. Romans chapter 16, verses 17 and 18, the apostle Paul warned the Christians at Rome to be aware, to to, 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 to recognize false teaching, people who cause divisions through false doctrine, incorrect teaching, erroneous teaching of God's word. And he says, avoid them, stay away from them. And so that's important for us to understand. That's a warning that is there for our spiritual safety and well-being. Remember, Paul wrote the congregations in Galatia that they needed to be on guard because there were false teachers among them who were twisting the gospel out of shape. And he said, so therefore that's not the gospel anymore. And he said, if, if they do that, if anyone does that, if even an angel from heaven were to do so, he said, let him be accursed. Galatians chapter 1, verses 6 through, through 9. In Colossians chapter 2, beginning with verse 4, we read this. Who desires all men, oh, I'm sorry, let me turn over there. Wrong place. Colossians chapter 2, and let's begin looking at verse 4. Now this I say, lest anyone should deceive you with persuasive words. Well, sometimes people can use words that really sound good, but they're wrong. They're in error. And so he says, lest anyone deceive you, lead you astray, in other words, with persuasive words. according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. So he says, I'm thankful that I can see that you're staying steadfast in your faithfulness to God. But beware, there are teachers out there who are going to try to lead you astray through false teaching. Stay away from them, be on guard against them, because your soul's salvation is at stake. In the first chapter of Colossians, chapter 1, verse 23, he says, if indeed you continue in the faith, which is basically the gospel, but it's God's word, because faith comes by hearing the word of God. Romans 10 and verse 17, we say that over and over again. So he says, if indeed you continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast, and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which you heard, which was preached to, you, to every creature under heaven, of which I, Paul, became a minister. Now, you need to stay in the truth of God's word, in other words, he's saying. Well, what does the apostle Paul say when he writes to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 1, beginning with verse 8? Well, let's read and see again warning against false teaching and all well, the devil likes false teaching preached in sermons because it'll lead people astray if they're not careful if they don't know the truth and they're not really grounded in that truth so beginning with verse 8 in first timothy chapter 1 but we know that the law is good if one uses it lawfully knowing this that the law god's law is not made for a righteous person, but for the lawless and insubordinate, for the ungodly and for sinners, for unholy and profane, for murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers, for manslayers, for kidnappers, for sodomites, for uh, for perjurers, and if there is any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine. What does doctrine mean again? Teaching according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed to my trust. So any teaching that contradicts God's word is false teaching. It's false doctrine. And the devil loves those sermons because they'll lead people astray, away from faithfulness to God, away from true obedience to his teachings. When Paul was writing to Timothy from prison in Rome, as he was seemingly expecting to be executed for his work as a gospel preacher. He writes Timothy and he's warning Timothy and instructing Timothy. Now, you be on guard. You do the work that you're supposed to be doing as an evangelist. Beginning with verse one of Second Timothy chapter four, he says, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom preach the word, God's word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and teaching. Now, why is Paul telling Timothy, why is he giving such emphasis to Timothy that you really stand in there and you preach the word consistently and continually? He goes on and says, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. Doctrine true teaching. But according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. So he tells Timothy, you got to keep teaching the truth because people are going to be led astray by the devil to want to have their have their ears scratched. They're going to want to hear teaching that makes them feel good and comfortable in any ungodly lifestyle that they might be living in. So in verse five, he says, but you be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. The work of a preacher is not primarily to tickle people's ears. It is to teach them the truth. And a lot of times that truth is corrective truth because they've been living not according to the truth of God's word. In Isaiah chapter 30, beginning with verse eight, the prophet wrote this. And of course, this is God's word through the prophet. He says, now go, write it before them on a tablet and note it on a scroll, that it may be for time to come forever and ever. For this is a rebellious people, lying children, children who will not hear the law of the Lord. Well, why won't they hear it? Because they don't wanna hear it. Who say to the seers, that would have been the prophets, do not see. To the prophets, do not prophesy to us right things. Well, why? Speak to us smooth things. Proph- prophesy deceits. Why? Because we want to be made feel to feel comfortable in what we want to do, even if it's ungodly. Even if it's a disobedience to God. Get out of the way. Turn aside from the path. Cause the Holy One of Israel to cease from before us. Oh, people want to hear what they want to hear. And a lot of times, for a lot of people, that is not the truth of God's word. They don't want to be made to feel uncomfortable because the truth of God's word is is pointing out that they're living an ungodly life the devil likes those sermons that just makes a person feel good in living an ungodly life we'll come back and talk about this some more next time let's pray father in heaven thank you for loving us thank you for giving us your word help us to learn it thoroughly and pay attention to its teachings and to apply those to our lives consistently to help keep us on the pathway of truth, your truth, Father. We pray. Please forgive us and hear our prayer, gracious Father. In Jesus' name, amen.